Welcome back to another episode of Caps Off by the Game Day. Happy Monday recaps. A little bit later today. Uh, a little bit of a different setup we got right now because the boys are still in San Francisco. How we doing, uh, well, actually, technically East Bay, Arenda, like, know your geography. Thank you. Uh, oh, I'm yeah, so I'm sorry. Go, I'm so yeah, I'm sorry. Out. We did go to the Frisco this morning, though. Jesus Christ. Don't... Dude, went, that's I awesome. We went to the what? The Frisco? The Frisco. Yeah, that's what, dude, everyone calls it that here. <laughs> What's the Frisco? Dude, don't. It's like if anyone calls San Francisco Frisco or San Fran, it's like, like give me a, you're not from there, is what that well, means. Well, we flew from New York to San Francisco, and then as the day went on on Saturday, and then like Sunday, we've been around Frisco, you know, like went from San Fran to Frisco. Oh, of course, of course. Uh, well, <laughs> I fucking love San Fran and Frisco. What a fucking city. It's beautiful. It's a great city, dude. I mean, you guys are on a yacht and everything uh, on Saturday, but like we took the train. You know, it's crazy. Right, it's yeah. Just, hey, two means color. of transportation. Can't argue with that. That's true. Yeah, it was just blue collar city at the end of the day. You know, hey, we were, Bart. you guys hanging on a yacht and everything, and and we took the train, and hung out on like a rooftop where we could have easily died. So that's just risk taker mentality. You know, bro, we took Spirit. That's as blue collar. Yeah, as I was it gonna gets. say that's as that, no, that that's is an absolute joke. Spirit that's is different. filled with people that have never seen an airplane before. <laughs> it is an absolute electric factory. I, I low-key feel like Alaska Airlines what we took is like actually blue collar. You guys just took the white trash airline. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, I never – when we were showing up on uh, on Thursday to fly and someone was like and didn't know what – Said what? What? What zone am I supposed to go on the plane with? And he was like, "Look at look at what your ticket says." And the person was giving them a hard time because it said Zone One, and he wanted to go with the military people. Um, so like that's when I sent that text to you guys, oh, they, which was saying that no on one knows what they're doing here. Yeah, I mean that sounds pretty like standard. Like, why? Why? Why was he trying to go with the military people? Well, just wait your fucking turn. You know, like th that's my point. You don't know what you're doing. Like, they called military people. If you didn't serve, you didn't like. Wait your fucking turn. It's not one, so like maybe they're like, yo, maybe they think I'm military. It's just kind of sick. Like I am a hero. So yeah, could be. Sure, and sure, sure. Jack, you're a hero. Dude, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've done a lot of crazy <laughs> things, man. And at the end of the day, you're, a hero. you're I just my hero. Um, yeah. But anyway, Adam and I were just we just got back from Miami like not even an hour ago. Mm. We're pretty tired. Uh, um, but overall, good weekend in Florida. We got to go to the Giants-Dolphins game, which it was, was a, great, a time. great time. Great time. The Dolphins have a way. The Dolphins have a way better fan base than I anticipated. I'll be totally honest. We always talk about how we've never talked talked about or heard about the Dolphins fans outside of of Florida uh, before meeting Adam, and being there actually does show that they do have a dedicated fan base and pretty nice well, stadium. And well, they are really you, good. You were in Florida, and they're good. Thank you. Yep. You're right. That, yep. You're well, right. Astute observation, passion, Felipe. Though, passion. Astute observation. More passion. More energy. When, when, when the Oakland A's are in the playoffs, they sell out the stadium. And they're pretty good fans, too. So, you know, like. Okay, that's a good point. So, no, I thought you're saying, so you're saying most of the time they don't have fans? Is that your suggestion? Yeah, I would probably say so, just given yeah. from what I've seen a lot. You know, It was for, actually funny. When we, when we got here on, uh, on Saturday, we were talking to Jack's dad and his dad. And we said that you guys were in Miami. And then he was like, wait, my. The Dolphins have like fans. That's like, what I. So yeah. <laughs> actually questioning it. You're proving my us. point, though. My, you're proving my point of outside of Miami, nobody cares, gives a shit about the Dolphins. But in Miami, they really do, and they actually are a really good fan base. And it was a great time. Really nice stadium. Uh, what do we? What do we do? By the way, oh, we got there. We drove up on the Grand Prix track. Like, oh yeah. Part of the cool. parking lot is connected to the Grand Prix track. Yeah, so we're like driving on one of the straightaways on the Grand Prix track. That was pretty cool. 
Uh, walk in, miles an hour. You walk in, there's like one of those Super Bowl experiences things set up outside. That, the most they Miami handed us champagne ever. on the walk on the walk into the. Oh, nice man! Stadium. What? Bizarre. It's the most Miami. They handed champagne. It was on the crazy, walk. bro. Yeah. Shit was so bougie. Bro, uh, but we then we went to the like, tailgates and talked to fans, and um, some of the guys were crazy. There was some dude who had Dan Marino tattooed. To there his was leg. a fan from Slovakia who had not only Dan Marino tattooed on his leg, but there was he was tailgating with someone, and he had his face tattooed on his thigh. Like he had so another was, super fan's face tattooed. So on him all well. of his entire <laughs> legs, both legs, were tattooed with Dolphins fans on his legs and Dan Marino as well. So that was really cool to see. Also, uh, when I asked him what was the craziest thing he would do to see a Super Bowl, um, he didn't actually like say the answer, but he did confirm that he would allow a nuke to fall on Slovakia. So that was like really dedicated wow. to oh. see um, that he'd be willing to move to Miami. So that was a big one. Uh, but yeah, it was fun. I don't know. The Dolphins fans, everyone was super passionate. Everyone was like, it was. Oh, but then kicked. we tailgated with Adam's family and friends, which was a good time. And then went into the game, sat, we sat, we had the, the like mezzanine club section, which was nice. Mm. Uh, good seats Whoa. along like the, we were in the corner there, right. like, like, you know, where the, the corner is. Right where they, it was right where they, right. the tunnel. Right where yeah, yeah. yeah. First, first deck. Yep. Low, low. Like, like right above the first deck. You nice. know what I mean? Yeah. And then. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Dol- the Dolphins clapped the Giants, and every time, but, but you had a pick time, six. Congrats, dude! Every time the Dolphins crazy. sang the fight song, I have to say I was in more and more pain every time. It's elite, though. Yeah. They play it twice when they score. Twice. Yeah. They they. By the way, they didn't tell us that they play it every single score. So they score six on a touchdown, but then you have the point after attempt, and they play it again right there. Oh no! Oh, it's oh, fucking oh, OD. It's insane. Miami. They run it back Dolphins. right there. The greatest football team. Enough. <laughs> So if Miami misses the extra point, though, it's only once. I Correct. think so. Correct. I think yep. so. Absolutely. That is so stupid, bro. Every <laughs> single score. Extra point. You just need to be reminded that it's a great fight song. That's it. Not well, You want to know the best part about it, too? Matan was able to actually see Dolphins when we were on the boat. That's what you know. That is true. Okay. We did see a dolphin. Nice. I saw one dolphin. It went like this. But it was a good time. We, we went live on TikTok. I know you guys did too, but when we went live on TikTok, there were like hundreds of people watching. We actually had people come meet us um, in the section. Someone hopped in the live and said, what section are you in? Came to see us while we were in the middle of a live, which was really cool. But a ton of like people just interacting with us, which was a, a cool moment. And then the Danny Dimes, um, or excuse me, the Tua INT, the pick six, which was crazy, that happened on live. That was also pretty big. But yeah, the Dolphins, we got we got some food and uh, got some beer, and blew the fucking wheels off of them. Dave Devin Achain is the next coming of Chris Johnson, so that's pretty cool. Oh, he's actually him. I saw you tweet something about his knee, though. Is he okay? What um, uh, you know, when I spoke to him yesterday, he said he was okay, but reports okay. came out this morning, obviously, that it was a knee injury. So. Um, but I I'm, I'm saying like, what's good with the knee though? I didn't know if he got hurt. I mean, I'm supposed to be meeting with him after this to, to find out. <laughs> He's, he, well, no, He's no, so he got hurt at no, one point said, during the game and he was hobbling off the field, but then he finished the game and still played they really said it's well. Like some of, it looks like MCL. So, uh, Mike McDaniel oh, didn't seem too serious, uh, to talk okay. when he talked about it. He was making jokes as he normally does, but yeah, dude, the dolphins right now, that offense, I mean, I said it two weeks ago and they were the greatest show on turf or the next greatest show on turf. I'd say now they're the greatest show on surf. And, um, yeah, they have surpassed them um, for most yards through five games. So, Did you guys get to watch any of that game? Yeah, we watched a we little. Wa- we watched a little. Yeah, we, we saw two as pick six. We were watching, <laughs> <laughs> we were watching Red Zone. Well, look, I'll, I'll tell you what. Two, was, two interceptions definitely prepped me for what I got from Dak Prescott later in the night. So Yeah, yeah. I know we'll get, I know we'll get there later, but – well, uh, we, one we, was we, to his fault, and the other was uh, 
the tip ball fault, but we'll get to Dak. We'll get to oh. Dak. Yeah, for sure. Well, we'll get momentarily. I'm yeah. curious. Do you... But it was a good time. It was it was a good I time. Like, I feel like elite quarterbacks wouldn't make you know like mul- have multiple interceptions in a game though, that's or like true. even honestly one in the season. That's actually a good that's point. what my opinion is. That's you know, a good point. Don't turn the ball over. Maybe uh, there is there's one quarterback. Um, we saw him yesterday. He did. Oh, Brock Purdy. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. We're gonna get that up. Yeah, but yeah. off of your point though, I mean Giants, Dolphins. We we we, we were watching Red Zone. We saw some of them, some of the highlights. And, they didn't um, really show that game very much. They yeah, obviously. Probably smart. But uh, I will say the Dolphins. Man, I, the, the offense is the best in the league for sure. We just scored forty-two without Christian McCaffrey playing well. That, that's, that's it's fun. it's crazy too. You want we were talking about Devon Achan. Devon he now has the second most rushing yards in the NFL and has thirty-five less attempts than yeah. Christian McCaffrey. It's McCaffrey than Achan, and he has thirty-five less attempts, and it's like by forty yards. It's insane. Yeah. It's no, insane. I mean, I, they're they're moving at a different pace, but a different like I feel like we see this type of offense once every now and then. And the last one I remember that was moving at this kind of rate was the Broncos in 2013. And then, yeah, of course, you had, like, the 2007 Patriots, but they weren't even this fluid. So, yeah, I mean, the Rams probably before that, which was before our time, really. Well, you had, you had that Rams team that made it to the Super Bowl, like, that what, team was, 2018. They were, great. Yeah, they were nice. They were nice. But, man, it's – it's the, the Dolphins are fun to watch, bro. I'll give you I that. I mean, it, the, we bring up the greatest show on turf, and, like, they had the previous record for the most yards through the first five games, and the Dolphins have now surpassed that. Like, yeah. the Dolphins are averaging 509 yards per game, and the next closest is, like, 403. And, like, it's, it, yeah. it's just – it's absolutely it's, insane. And yet, and yet it was a bad game, technically, yesterday. Like, they took the foot right. off the gas in the fourth. It's crazy. I think, for me, like, what makes it fun to watch is just – it's they're so fluid. It's so easy, like – Every play feel it feels like they're having. You can see them having fun. Like Tyreek Hill, like if he doesn't break a a seventy yard, like he catches it and he let's say he goes for like fifteen, he's like mad he didn't break it for like eight. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or whatever it is, they're just playing with so much fun and they're fluid as hell. Like it's just so easy for them. Yeah, it was a good time, man. I mean, I was I was in my element. I was happy to uh, hear that others were making dolphin noises with me. So it was a great time. Nice. And um, let's do it again sometime. Yeah, and I also went in with the preparation for the Giants to get smoked, so I wasn't so disappointed. Yeah, when I go in mentally prepared like that, doesn't doesn't feel like. But such you a had letdown. some moments. You had some moments. You had three turnovers. They, like it, it was. You had some, there was some moments. Some yeah, I'm glad. Look, I got to see a touchdown in in person this year. Finally, <laughs> oh, dude, my second That's game. Cool. Still haven't seen an offensive touchdown, but it's my <laughs> second Giants game this year, and I saw points this time. That's so. so Did the awesome. Giants not score an offensive touchdown? No, I haven't seen one in person. I've been to two games That's this year. Crazy. Oh, but yesterday they did, they did not. They only scored ten points, and they. I don't know if you know this, but that that pick six that was the first first half touchdown for the Giants this season. I'm aware. I'm fully aware. To it. The Giants yeah. suck, bro. It's so embarrassing. I actually saw. I saw. Dude, I ESPN saw, actually ranked them 32nd in the league, dead last. <laughs> I was about to say, I the saw Giants ESPN are not the, rankings, the and they Giants are the worst, the worst, the worst team, in the team in the NFL. The Giants are not the Who worst Who do you think is worse than the Giants? The New England Patriots. You think the Patriots are worse than the Giants? I think the Patriots are worse than the Giants. Yeah, because the Giants have played fucking hard teams also. That's the Giants, hey, hey, don't forget, though, Sunday Night Football in Buffalo, game of the week next week, Giants at Bills. Let's fucking go. All right. calendars. out. Like, are they allowed to do that? I don't know. They they should honestly. I don't, I don't think they're allowed that. to flex out until like week eight, though. Yeah, I think right. right. Well, well, they a, should change that rule. Like, that's a terrible spot for your Giants, bro. The Bills coming off a loss in one. Like, yeah, but they lose. Oh, the Bills yeah, just but lost. They have the giant time change too. That's true. That's true. So, but the Bills, the Bills losing Matt Milano for the year—that's a big blow. 
They're about to have they, – they've lost three starting uh, people on their defense. You got excited. Huh? What? I, I, I didn't hear there's a delay, you know? I said, I said you sound excited because of that. I am excited, but I don't wish injuries on anyone. Fucked up, bro. <laughs> <laughs> he backed you into a corner there to just say that I don't wish injuries upon ben. anyone, but it just so oh, happened that the person that almost Remember. ended Tua's fucking career. Bro, last last week, over. last week with Travis White, I heard you like, dude, Travis White's hurt. He's hurt. He's hurt. Like, I didn't. That's literally not at all. I said I would never wish Travis White. I would never wish an injury upon anyone. I was definitely not rooting on Travis White. But you weren't like you weren't like not like pumped. No, I was not. Not no. <laughs> I was not having that. I didn't think he was pumped. I was not. I was actually, like, distraught. Regardless. You could say that I wanted to just shut the cameras off and shut the TVs off. I think we should shut the whole thing down. What what a travesty. You said we should cancel the season after that. Yeah, exactly. I forgot. Turn injuries off. That's a good point. Yeah, well. Yeah, we had a good time. It was all around. We did have a good time, and I'm not sure if there's any hope for the Giants at all. I think the season's a wash at this point. I I think the Giants need to trade Saquon. This is the spot to do it. Get some other pieces on your team. What do you? See the offensive you can, line is just so so. The offensive line bad. is so bad. Trade for either like offensive lineman or fucking yeah. star Dude, wide receiver. Something. I, it's not I Daniel's saw, fault. I saw something earlier today. It was like the most pressures ever to, ever allowed by an offensive line in a season is two hundred and twelve or something like that. And the Giants are on pace for three hundred twenty-six total pressures. Let's go! Let's go! Record-breaking right. team. Record my life. We're like, a record-breaking team, up. my guy. That's why you forget. Um, Matan, just quickly, what what, what do you think is like the number one thing you you learned um, in your weekend in Miami? That Adam's dads are, in fact, gay. Mm. (laughs) He was not lying. He wasn't making that up. He wasn't making that up. He does, in fact, have two dads. Great dudes. Honestly, love them both. Great guys. Super gay. So we had a similar weekend then because, like, we're in San Fran, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. All right, yeah, let's yeah. let's okay, talk about your weekend. Here. Tell us about your time uh, going to the Cowboys uh, Cowboys Niners it, game. Well, I mean, the weekend. What you asked about the weekend? The weekend was fun. Saturday, you know, <laughs> we were in the Frisco, um, definitely like overlooking the Golden Gate Bridge and stuff. You know, doing like Frisco things, and uh, went around went to some Frisco bars. You know, drank some beers and shit. Some Frisco, you know, bro. So you did have you got to you got to lean into the Mexicano culture, you know, and uh, hello, and then we went to the game. Now, the game was fantastic. You know, the game was absolutely fantastic. It was great to see Brock Purdy cooking. You should see his stats, actually, between 20 and, and – No, 10 to 19, intermediate. And between 10 to 19 yards, Brock Purdy, perfect passer rating on the season. It was great to see him continue that wonderful streak this year, this this past game. And, uh, man, a huge, huge day to be a football fan, man. It was great to watch beautiful football yesterday. All right, let's fucking go, man. Way to be. What a game. Jack, tell us through your experience, my guy. Well, for me, dude, like, like as a, as a 49ers fan, it just like it sucked yesterday, because I know like that since we beat the Cowboys in the regular season, we're so fucked in the playoffs. Once it comes, man, that's what he's been saying this whole time is that you know they were trying the Cowboys were purposely trying to lose this game, right? Uh, so the Niners would lose in the playoffs to them. This and year. what Felipe sense. says is the Bible, right? So oh, that has course. to be right. Well, yeah, well unless he, Trey so, Wingo says it, all, but all sure. know Felipe. Right, right, right. Well, actually, no. On Thursday when we made this prediction and I just said the Niners were way better than us, I did caveat at the end saying that the loser of this game will win in the playoffs. But and clip that. you would think you would, I clip it. you would think though heading into today, I would totally use that. But like we lost by so bad that like that theory doesn't even matter anymore. It's just like it was if we if we see the our only hope against the Niners is if they go through 
25 injuries to their starters because there's no way we can we're gonna beat them in the playoffs. Probably can't beat a team like Philly either at this point. So uh, yeah, pretty pretty bad loss for Dallas and uh, the city's in shambles. Dude, I think I lost my voice because so like after the Niners score first down, they're like, and hey, that's a Niners first down. It was oh oh oh. There were like, so many. Times. Bro, I, at one hot. point I turned to him like, dude, I'm tired of doing this. Like, <laughs> like, I was like, I can't be doing this anymore. It's just, it's, you hear my voice, it's, it's shock. And that I'm yelling on defense, man. You know, really, I'm part of the team at that point. Uh, it was pretty great stuff, man. You know, but actually, I feel like the coolest thing actually that happened yesterday, though, is we, like, as soon as we get into the stadium, we're like walking on the concourse, going to our seats. These Australian dudes come up to us, like, like, hey, Mike, you, you the one with the podcast. And we're like, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. We're like, we're like, how are you? We're from Australia. We watch you guys all the time. Big fans, mate. And we're like, fuck yeah, dude. Shout like, out of Australia. Australia. Bro. All right. That's there's, unreal. There's, there's a couple of big cowboy fans, Salipe, they're like starstruck, you know, got a, got a picture with them. Yeah, I, I don't know about starstruck. But yeah, one, one dude, one dude one wanted to shit his pants. One dude wanted to he did shit his yeah. pants. I didn't want to put up expose him like that. But uh <laughs> he asked for a picture. Okay. One, one dude asked for a picture, another and, and a couple other guys came up to us and was like, Oh, podcast guys. Both were in both were in Dak jerseys though. Yeah, they guys. were all they were yeah. Cowboys fans, but uh but yeah, man. We we, Felipe, we took an ad picking yesterday. So. Felipe, what's going on with the Cowboys, bro? What what t- just you what's your analysis on your boy Dak? I'm I'm just curious. Look, you gotta be look, y'all gotta like be honest right here because I said on Thursday that the Niners are better on every aspect. I also said the Cowboys are horrible. And I just didn't think it was this bad though. Like I like look, I predicted us to lose. I thought we would lose by a reasonable McCarthy. amount. Um McCarthy's terrible. And like this game was full display. Everything I said, but it was like on steroids. Like it was like I said the Cowboys offense was horrible. It's like beyond horrible. Uh the play con I said was terrible. It was like beyond terrible. Uh the defense didn't show up. Obviously, Michael Parsons didn't show up. Well, obviously, Cowboys Twitter knows that Michael Parsons doesn't show up. Cowboys Twitter's coming after Michael Parsons, like saying, like, really? He sucks. That's how Why? bad it is. Yeah. yeah. Oh, because he, he just didn't went show against up. fucking Trent Williams. Yeah. Like, what are we doing? Yeah, but he's supposed to be the best player in the game. And oh, true. Yeah, arguably, like defensively at least. Okay. He's a top five guy. Yeah. I'm not, yeah. I'm not saying like oh, like he is. I'm just he saying like, people he say that. Be, yeah. People do say. And that. so, um, yeah, man. I mean, the team's just bad. Like, it, well. The, the team's okay, right? You got talent, but like you face a team like the Niners, it's just a huge discrepancy. One team is really, really strong and deep, and I've always said that. And one team has like big names, but uh, they they're not deep and they don't play to the level of the 49ers. You fall back, you fall down to the what, what's that one saying? Like the your system, the strength of your system, or some shit like that. There's like some type of saying like that. <laughs> Whereas like. I know Matan knows what I'm talking about. Matan, you got me? I, I, I know what you're getting at, but I don't know I, what it is. The not, I was hoping well, Adam, like, Mr. Sands you're, you're, you're only as good as the sum of your parts, whatever that's saying. No, you're that's, link. that's not it. That's not it. But you... you whatever. Keep you, going. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Some, some about some about you fall down to, to, to your, your system. So if everything sucks, if your system's okay, your system's okay, you're going you're gonna to be all right still. And so, the Niners, sucks and so the Niners have a system, and you saw that Shanahan, amazing offensive mind. Obviously, that offense was fucking humming. The trick plays they scored on George Kittle, three touchdowns, stuff like that. I mean, doing stuff that Miami's doing as well, and we saw that earlier. But obviously, the Cowboys don't have any type of creativity. They can't do what the Niners do. So when you mix that with uh, guys who just can't overcome bad coaching, particularly Dak Prescott, which we have to be real about at this point. I have to be real about uh, y'all. Y'all been shitting on him. But we just can't overcome bad coaching at this point, and uh, you would hope that a great quarterback could. So everything just fell apart. So, so the Cowboys, realistically, they're probably a wild card team, and uh, unless 
some tragic shit happens to the Niners and the Eagles, they're probably not making it far. Ooh. Wow. Sorry, Put man. this Niners game aside. What do the Cowboys need to do then for the rest of the season to make it far? Fired McCarthy. Yeah, I just don't think that's going to – I think it's a lose-lose because you could say fire McCarthy, bring – but firing McCarthy won't do anything won't because do you need an offensive mind. You need a you need a Shanahan, a McVay, a McDaniel. You need one of those guys to come in, uh, like who Kellen Moore wasn't. They got Kellen Moore because they thought he was that guy, and he wasn't that guy, so they let him go. So you need one of those guys. By firing McCarthy, you're not – somebody's not just walking through that door. So you're not going to get any better. Maybe, maybe you get a little bit better, Eric, but you're not going to get that – yeah, well, the enemy's in Washington now, so that's a Washington. What is it, these offense coordinators yeah, I, look, I don't know, bro. So the, the, what the Cowboys need to do is just keep being okay and just hope that everybody gets hurt in your conference and maybe you can make a Super Bowl run. Who's your OC? Case. Our OC? Uh, Schottenheimer. Is he even right. worth, like, because I, I if, again, it's hard for me, like, you could obviously give a better analysis on it, but watching the game, it's, and you've consistently said that, like, if, C.D. Lamb, who's arguably your best playmaker outside of Tony Pollard, is only going to have four receptions in each of the last four games. To me, you're not getting the play, the ball in, in your best oh. player's hands. You know and how I many keep yards? At Mike McCarthy. What? You know how many yards Brandon Cooks has in not five enough. weeks? Not enough. Like forty-three, bro. No it's, way. It's crazy. I, but there's been you opportunities. Know, I feel like Mike McCarthy. First off, C.D. Lamb has 15 targets in three games total. It's crazy. That's crazy. He's they, that they, per game. they don't know how to get it to C.D. Lamb. They don't know how to get it to Brandon Cooks. They don't know how to get it to – obviously, Tony Pollard, he had 29 total yards yesterday. They're rushing yards. I think he had like six receiving yards maybe. I don't know. And then Turpin, who's like another weapon, don't know how to use him. You draft a Deuce Vaughn, who's a utility piece that you could go, could go crazy. McDaniel would use him like crazy. Shanahan will use him like crazy. Always does his own kick return. And they, don't, they can't use any of these guys. So, I mean, the offense is a clear problem. And then – but when it's a problem, you, at least you need your quarterback to step up through that, and Dak's not good enough to do that. And yeah. so everything's a bad – I'm curious. I want you. I want everyone's take on this. But Mike McCarthy is giving me Bill Belichick vibes in the way that McCarthy just has talent, but has no idea how to utilize them, and is running this old school style offense that doesn't fit a team when you're going up against the fucking Niners when you're up when you're loaded. He's not scheming up their best players. The only difference between Bill Belichick and Mike McCarthy is Bill Belichick doesn't have weapons around him and doesn't have a good quarterback around him. But the problem is when you have. A Mike McCarthy, who's just sitting there. I think I think you guys were down like 21 at one point, and I just remember like consistently sticking with the run. It just felt like the same fucking play calls over and over again. It was the most boring shit ever. Like, we shit on Zach Taylor for the play calling that he has with lack of creativity. There's no goddamn creativity with Mike McCarthy. So, well, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we've been saying I feel like that. He, he I mean, just, like, all game yesterday, it didn't seem like he had, like, multiple plays in a row where Dak could get, like, easy completions and shit where he could just, like, get into a rhythm. Yeah. Like, there's the one scoring drive you guys had. I feel like he was doing that. And then, like, the rest of it was just, like, nothing. I, I feel like being there in person, too, like, you see, like – You the, could see like, the lack of creativity. Like, you like, see the – Like, the difference between watching the Niners offense operate and the Cowboys offense operate, like, the play – like, when you're there in person, like – because you're on TV, you can't really see everything. Like, you can see, like, the routes develop or, like, the, the guards and tackles pulling, like – the Niners always have fucking guys moving and replacing people in certain spots. Like the Cowboys are just straightforward. Yeah. Like it's it's bad. It's, it's bad. And you don't have the talent to overcome. Like the offensive line isn't that good. You know what I mean? Especially when you're dealing with injuries, stuff like that. Like you just got to scheme up your offense. It, it's, teams are all having success nowadays in the past few years. Like it's these offensive minds that are like the new breed, like these younger coaches who know what they're doing offensively. You see it with Miami. You see it with San Francisco. San Francisco have been had. Bro, look at Detroit. For the past years. Yeah, yeah, like exactly. And the Dallas is far from that. 
So yeah, yeah I don't know if you saved it. So I mean, I'm looking year. at some of the comments on YouTube even right now. Like we, we have it up on the screen, and some people are t- talking about when is it Trey Lance's time in Dallas? Does Dallas trade away Dak Prescott? Like Dak Prescott's not oh. the problem in Dallas. Can is that safe to say? I'm not saying he's the solution, but I don't think he is the pinpointed person to put blame on. Yeah, no. yeah, I don't think he's. Yeah, he's not close to the problem. But at at some point. It's just like you got you 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 get tired of pointing the finger at the head coach, and then you move elsewhere. So like it comes to Dak at some point. Like I said, like you want your quarterback to overcome a system like this. But Dak Prescott played a horrible game yesterday. Like you watch that game on primetime, and you're like, okay, this is the worst game of the year. Well, that performance by Dak Prescott was still a better QBR than three of Joe Burrow's games this year. Nah, I not pulled that one out. But that's all to say that, like, we're not hearing this shit about Joe Burrow. We're hearing about the systems bad, all this type of stuff bad. It's the same thing with the Cowboys. So. Let's call a spade a spade, Adam. Okay, and proof, proof is in the pudding. The proof's in the pudding. Yeah, uh, you can't you can't put everything on a quarterback. Yes, you want to see him, um, you know, overcome that. I think Dak has gotten worse since ever since the injury. I think that's like fair to say when he had that like brutal leg injury. Before that, when he was on pace to throw for like six thousand yards, he was running a lot more. He was a lot more mobile. He seems a lot more hesitant nowadays. Uh, at, at least like even like yesterday, just holding yeah. off to the ball too long, taking sacks he shouldn't take. But that just shows you that he doesn't trust the offense. He has no type of chemistry with McCarthy. And, uh, and, and yeah, he doesn't know what to do about it. I, I don't think Dak's alone the problem. But, like, at some point, you as, as an organization, like, you got to make changes at some point, right? Like, I don't know when that point is. But at some point, like, Jerry, you just need a fresh start. I feel like Jerry always has the longest leash for shitty coaches, too. Yes. Yeah. Like, it's insane. Bingo. And, and, I've, and I've heard, like, with Dak, too, right? I'm going on a rant. But, like, I've heard with Dak, too, it's like, oh – you know, we've we've pointed the, the finger at so many places. Now it's time to point at Dak. But it's like we've like we've blamed Jason Garrett. We've blamed uh, Garrett um, sucks. different guys. And I'm like, yeah, those are completely fair guys to blame. Well, you remember what happened when Jason Garrett went to New York? They sucked. Jason Garrett yeah, still blaming him. Yeah, year, bro. Jack Prescott had Jason Garrett for like five years, and then you <laughs> and then you go get Mike McCarthy. Like he hasn't had that. He hasn't had that 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 consistent like play caller that that. You know that offensive mind that, as a coach that can put him in a position to succeed. You but know. like I said, eventually you have to you have to look somewhere new, probably. And I don't know if that's. I mean, it's, it's not in the next couple of years. It's not but You hope that you hope that I don't know something good goes something good happens. I don't know. Hey man, I hope nothing good happens for the Cowboys. You know who does have a good offensive coach behind them is uh, Brock Purdy. Yeah, hey, Jack. I was say. Yeah. Is Brock Purdy an MVP candidate now? Is the Pope Catholic? Does he fucking shit in the woods? Of course he's an MVP he candidate. What are we talking about? Is the Pope about? shit in the woods? I mean, if he goes is camping, he might have like, Is the bear shit in the woods? Is the Pope yeah, Catholic? Yeah, I got it. Yeah, no. <laughs> I, mean, I, um, it. No, I think Brock Purdy should be the MVP candidate. The leading I, MVP I candidate. Think, I think right now there's no way. That, like, If you go through five weeks, who is the MVP of the NFL right now? It's Brock Purdy. I don't know. You can see any other person saying that. Like, Say that for any other person. He hasn't thrown a pick. He has the highest QBR, highest passer rating. He's thrown for, I think, his percentage is like 80% or damn near close to it. Like, he doesn't make any fucking mistakes. Like, you saw in person yesterday, some of the throws that he makes are just absolutely ridiculous. Like, I he's not a game manager anymore. You can say he's only good because of the talent. The talent helped him become great. Um, he has – right now, he has the fourth best odds of an MVP, Brock Brady. I think it That's goes – crazy. It's like Mahomes, Tua, and then it's – uh, Jalen Hurts and he and Brock Purdy and Josh Allen are tied. It's it, I'm like, totally with you, and I think Brock Purdy deserves. It. Here's what I would say: If Brock Purdy was a top five pick, he'd be the number one person. He'd be he have the best odds to win the MVP right now. 
But because yeah. he's, the, he's the last pick in the draft, people still don't want to give him credit. I think it's absolutely ridiculous. If you want to put Tua, as much as I fucking love him, if you want to put Tua in the MVP conversation, you got to put Brock as just as high. Now, granted, he's four, but it still has been disrespectful because Tua has a system around him. Tua has a coach around him. You've needed this to thrive. Jalen Hurts last year, best system around him, fucking thrives. What, because of the tush push, we just want to keep him and say he's the MVP? Fucking Brock Purdy pushes ass. I bet he fucking get in the end zone and deserves that love too. You know? So I think Brock Purdy absolutely deserves to be the number one candidate to win the MVP right now because he is at the helm. And I know people in the comments are going to say it should be Christian McCaffrey before him. Bro, if you take Christian McCaffrey off that fucking team, maybe you go from scoring 42 to 31. Like, you are still a well-oiled machine. We saw the Niners looked with Jimmy Garoppolo the last, what, four or five years. And they were a good offense that could, could win games because their defense was so good. This is a Niners team that could go toe-to-toe offensively with the Dolphins and win a fucking shootout if they need to. I agree. Like, they're that good offensively. I, I was, it was funny. So we were talking to fans yesterday, and I was asking them. We were both asking, like, how many quarterbacks did you take ahead of Brock Purdy? Now, a few guys were like, oh, well, fucking none. Like, fuck Mahomes, bro. I'd rather Purdy than Mahomes. was just stupid. But, like, I, I was thinking about it myself. I don't think there's actually that many quarterbacks I would take over Brock Purdy right now. I, I We were watching the game last night, and I was saying the same thing. Like, he just looks rock solid. He I does not totally make mistakes. He, I mean, obviously, we're talking about a system, and, like, the system is so flawless. But he, in order for that system to be flawless, the most important player on the field has to be flawless, and yeah. that's the quarterback. And he has been, so he makes it look incredible easy, to watch. Like, it's a little bit like we're look. It's a little bit like we're watching a second coming of Brady here, of, like, this guy who's come yeah. from behind guy who just go, comes in. Balls, doesn't make mistakes, high IQ, good decision maker. Like, he is just so solid. You think Brock Purdy could be the second coming of Tom Brady? I think Brock Purdy could be the second coming of Tom Brady. If they can get to a Super Bowl and, and win, and win, which as of right now, they look like they can, that then definitely Brock Purdy can get there. I, there was I a, don't know if they can win six, seven, though. There That's was a ridiculous. quote that I loved that they showed on the broadcast, Jack, um, while you guys obviously were at the game, and it was – that Brock Purdy knows, he's like, I don't have the strongest arm. I know what I'm capable of doing. So I'm not going to force and try and be something I'm not, but I'm going to make those intermediate throws. I'm going to make the throws I need to make. And I, there's a part that like, when you recognize the type of quarterback that you are and recognize your strengths and weaknesses, and you could play to your strengths, uh, Brock Purdy deserves so much fucking love. I can only imagine how fun it was to watch. But like, to your point of, of the system, like it looks so fucking easy, you know? And he makes it look like it's nothing, and and I think that's a major yeah. point. To, to the thing is, like, it's it's success. not easy. It's not easy to run that system. Like yeah. the 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 intricacies and shit that Shanahan has in his offense is actually ridiculous. Like Brock, like the the intermediate level throws, like you just talked about it. Like it's the ten to nineteen yards. Anything above ten yards is where Jimmy Garoppolo mm-hmm. and Alex Smith and these other game managers the Niners have had in the past have struggled with. Like they're great at checkdowns, little slant bullshit. Brock's best thing at passing is ten plus yards down the field. Like when you need him to complete a third and long, like he's got you. Don't even worry. It's he's throwing intermediate routes, ten to nineteen yards, thirty-seven or no, sorry, it's thirty-one times this year. He's completed twenty-seven. It's crazy. Like it's it's stupid. Yeah. He's 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 just different, man. You you were talking yesterday or today to me about like how like just watching him in the pocket and shit. Like yeah, I mean I've been a big Brock Purdy fan since week one, but. Uh, I think what separates him and I had come on, bro. No, he actually is a huge. No, fan. I know, I know. It's he just has, like we're, it's just like in the grand scheme of it, we're like since week one, it's only been five weeks. Like, so. oh well, since since he came in against the Dolphins, obviously. Sure. Oh, no, since I was this, this this no nah, this this year week one, 
Uh, I had to see because I had to see him do it this year. Obviously, last year he had a good good run, and then this year he started off week one hot, and he was making plays that isn't like typical, right? I mean, he's making good plays that isn't just a system quarterback uh, making good passes. He's actually delivering and, and doing some impressive stuff. But I think what separates him from other quarterbacks, like I for I think of Kirk Cousins like another guy Jimmy. who has like a similar skill set, probably I think probably more talented even. Um, probably actually, and yeah. And like he's he's a good passer and he gets the numbers up and, and stuff like that, but he just looks so like stressed when he's playing quarterback. He's so like jittery, like just moving around, just like time. way Kirk, too mechanical. And Kirk, Kirk Cousins, Cousins, yeah, yeah, and other guys like that. And then when you think of like Brock Purdy, he's just so calm in his delivery and and how he processes things. He just trusts the offense so much. And that goes back to like the lack of trust that you see with Dak. Pre- you see Dak Prescott's fucking frantic, bro. He has no idea what the fuck he's doing in that offense. Brock Purdy's the complete opposite, where he's just so calm. He knows where his receivers are going to be. He trusts his arm. He throws it there, and uh, it's just fucking fluid. And then to the point of Christian McCaffrey, too, like he has to be out of the MVP race now, too. The Niners put up 42 points. This is a testament to Brock Purdy. 42 points. Christian McCaffrey averaged 2.7 yards per carry and had, like, 30 yards on, like, 15 carries. Like, so he Jordan did Mason with, had, like, 60-something yards rushing yesterday. He was by far the best running back. Yeah, but it was garbage time. But I'm still, like – yeah, you're right. So, regardless, I mean, Brock Purdy, without even, like, the garbage time points, put up 30-plus without a run game. Yeah. And so, yeah, he's a real deal. Two comments that I see on YouTube right now I want to address. Uh, someone said, y'all justify Brock Purdy, but Joe Burrow's overrated with his weapons. Okay, LMAO. I mean, look, what? I think he's basically no, saying we're, we're hyping up Brock Purdy, um, but he has all the weapons and the talent around him. What. And call out that essentially Joe Burrow is overrated. What, what are you guys Joe Burrow never put up these stats that Brock Purdy's putting say. out. Like, that's a fact. We, we got to keep it real. Like, Brock Purdy's putting up better stats than Joe Burrow ever has on a consistent basis. Brock yeah. Purdy's putting up, honestly, better stats than anyone in their first, what, he's 12 games started ever has. The other the other point to Brock Purdy is, like, Joe Burrow's later in the season has come along, but, like, we've only been – we can only take these these games that Brock later Purdy has season, played. He had one good, good game yesterday, like – well, Joe Burrow, he yeah. had a good game yesterday, but I'm saying like Brock Purdy's only played uh, what 10 games, 12 yeah. games, 14 well, games, well. yeah, whatever it might be, and like every single time he's played well. So I'm not sitting here. I don't think any one of us are sitting here being like he's the second best quarterback in the NFL. But we are just gonna say that like if you want to put Jalen Hurts in the MVP conversation based off of what he was doing yeah. last year, if two is gonna be in the MVP yeah. conversation, then you must put Brock Purdy in the MVP conversation, and he must. Deserve respect to win that award, not just hey the system, blah blah blah. That's Jack, it. the Brock yeah. Purdy hate is going out the door, my friend. I know you were you were on the you were on the train, obviously as a biased Niners fan for a long time, but you're starting to get the respect around the league that you I think you and Brock Purdy deserve. Another I, question. I feel like I, I yeah they go I like I do deserve <laughs> this respect. You do. And, you do. Uh, it's nice to feel it. Like I mean, I've seen tweets like. You know, Emmanuel Acho called me the other day, like actually yesterday or two days ago. He wow. goes, "Bro, like, don't worry, you're gonna get your retweet packed after this game." I'm like, yep. "Thank you, bro." I appreciate <laughs> that. Uh, like Tom Brady, also he shot me a text, man. Like after yesterday, he's like, "Yo, man, good shit." Like I'm, I'm happy for you. Like not even yeah. the Niners. That was LeBron really cool. James tweeted yeah. about you, right? Like he did. He said, hey, "Jack underscore Prody, man, your boy looks fucking great." Yeah, Re- respect to Jack Prody on calling that one. Kyler, yeah. Kyler Saunders on on YouTube said, "So who in the league is a clear cut?" toe-to-toe team that can really test San Francisco. So I'm curious, what team can contest with San Francisco right now? None. No one. No one? Yeah. I, I'll, I'll say Kansas City, but Mahomes can can beat up any defense. It doesn't matter who it is. And then I say Philly comes close, but they're, they're not, they're not San Fran. I, I would say I don't think 
I, obviously I'm biased, so you can say like fucking Niners, Glazer, yeah, sure, whatever. Say it. Like, I don't think any like any team at full strength, fully healthy, can even come close to competing with the 49ers right now. No one is complete of a football team. No one has the depth. That's true. Like, no one has the coaching. It's like yeah. the co- combination of all that and the talent. Like, just no one's at that level. Like, we thought the Eagles would be by far the best team in football this year. Maybe the Chiefs with Mahomes and shit. Like, no team has looked as good as the Niners have through five weeks. And it's not even close. And no team has has as much talent as the Niners. The Niners have the most talent out of any team by far. And and you're about to get Randy Gregory, which I don't know how the fuck you have yeah. money to pay for that. So no, we're paying him a vet minimum, bro. They're oh yeah, because he's getting paid still from, from Denver. Not not enough. Um, I agree with you. I think there's not a single team because you're the most complete team in the NFL from coaching, defense, special teams, offense, everything. Like the fact that you have Jake Moody as like your kicker is something that separates the boys from the men, right? So well, yeah. I mean, you saw you saw his college highlights when he got drafted third round. I was you know it was hash to hash, left, right, back from the fifty five. Like that's what I'm saying. Complete. You you're complete. He doesn't miss. It's and it's nah, tough it's, because like I think some and the next comment was Miami doesn't have the defense. It would just have to be a shootout. Like Miami has an offense, but I agree the defense. Even if they were to get Jalen Ramsey back, even if you were to get Jalen Phillips or any of these guys, like Vic Vangio's defense has not been what you had thought it was. So maybe it is later on. But right now the Niners are genuinely the clear cut number one, and the list starts at three for me. Uh, I want to do one last thing before we wrap up here. We're gonna go through just any takeaways. What's the biggest takeaway you took away from? Biggest takeaway you took away. The biggest takeaway. What is your biggest takeaway from week five? That's my, that's my. Uh, aside, aside from like our games that we went to. Anything. It could be your games if you want. Philip. Oh, shit, man. The Adam, biggest you takeaway. Go first? I can go first. Go first. I believe Bill Belichick's the problem in New England. I feel that. I'm going to talk about the Patriots. I know you want to talk about that. I'm bringing it up right now. Okay. I believe that Bill Belichick is the problem in New England. I genuinely do. I think that Bill Belichick, as someone that is not only the coach, but also the GM, has made incredibly terrible personnel decisions to set his quarterback up for success. He's never been one to add weapons around him, never wanted to sign free agents. When fucking Tom was there, he ran Tom out of the building. He wanted Jimmy G there. Robert Kraft didn't want Tom to go. Tom never wanted to fucking leave, so that was one mistake there. I saw a stat this morning that, and Stephen A brought it up, Bill Belichick as a head coach in more than 10 years without Tom Brady is 72 and 79. That is a below-average fucking head coach without Tom Brady. And granted, I get it. They're going to say that they made the playoffs that you know two years ago, whatever it was. You, Mac Jones made the Pro Bowl. I, I understand. But you still fucking gave him Matt Patricia. You gave him Joe fucking Judge. You've made horrible personnel decisions, and you have failed to set your team up for success. And in these last two games, it has been the worst losses in Bill Belichick's career. So I believe that Bill Belichick is the problem, and the only way to solve it would be that he is no longer the GM. Like, he could be the coach, and he could be a damn good fucking coach, but as a GM, he's fucking horrible. And I think if Bill Belichick wants to retain his job in New England, he is no longer the GM. If he doesn't want to do that, and he still wants to be the GM and the coach, goodbye. You're never going to be the fucking coach again. Mm. Kick my Well, no, no. Balls. first of all, Bill Belichick retires when he damn well pleases. He's not going to get fired. I don't know if I agree with that. You're right. Rob, Robert Kraft and him are like fucking boys. Dude. It's not going to happen. I, I, like, when, like, you win, when you win, bro, when you win six Super Bowls, you you tell them when you're done coaching. I I, yeah. I think, but I think the way it's going to go, if anything, is if Robert Kraft tells him, you need, like, we need to make a change. Here's the change. Then the, what we're going to see, the front-facing side of it, is going to be Bill Belichick is retiring. 
So I don't think we'll ever understand. It's not like he's Bill Belichick's going to get fired. There's too much respect there. But I do believe he is the problem. And I do also think Robert Kraft is someone that is going to notice that he is an issue and has to make a change. Like something needs to change in New England. Hmm, maybe they got to start Bailey Zappi, honestly, man. Bro, Matt jo- like- Bailey Zappi went like 3 of 10 this week. <laughs> But you know what people forget is that he broke uh, Joe Burrow's record for most passing yards in the season. Oh, football. you're right. People do forget. People forget it's, that. What are your What are your you? I wanted. I brought up the Patriots. I'm curious to know your thoughts on the Pats, Lipe. Uh, I can. I agree with everything you said. Probably take him off of the GM role. Obviously, there's been a problem there. There's been a problem with coaching, which is part of the GM role, like hiring the right guys, put them in the right places, um, putting in the right systems to succeed offensively. Tom Brady left because this team was taking a downwards turn. Like, this team didn't go bad because Brady left. This team was bad. Brady's last year, they were a bad team. And Brady left because of that. He saw he saw it, and he didn't want that to tarnish his legacy. And he did a good job. Went to Tampa, won his shit. But the Patriots have been on a downward spiral. And, yeah, Belichick's been, as far as, like, the GM goes, it's been bad. He's been bad for a while. And not just, like, player personnel because that offense has literally no talent, but also uh, coaching and, and system. It's uh, – Specifically offensively, because defensively they, they've always been good. They always will be good. Uh, so, yeah, I think that's probably the role is uh, keep them at head coach. You need an offensive guy to come in that actually is forward thinking, kind of like what we were talking about, the McDaniels, Shanahan's, McVeigh's of the world, and um, keep coaching that defense. Keep doing what you're doing. I think they could be all right. But, yeah, they're, they're a dumpster fire. They fucking I'm, suck. I'm curious if, like, the era of the defensive-minded head coach is gone. Like – Mike Tomlin is one of those guys who's, you know, like like back in the day that worked, but like now his offense is a huge, a huge issue. Like Bill Belichick, defensive minded coach, now it's a huge issue. His offense, why they're not good. Like I'm trying to like like D'Amico Ryan's Texas is doing great right now, but like maybe well, eventually. Hold like, on. To, to your point, I don't I don't I think a, you could be a leader of men and happen to also be on the defensive side of the ball. So D'Amico Ryan's kind of fits that, right? Dan Campbell yeah. fits that. Robert Sala fits that. Yeah. But the problem it's with Bill Belichick is Bill Belichick's shortcomings is I don't ever see him being the type of coach that's like, you know what, I'm going to bring in this young offensive mind because he doesn't want anyone challenging his ego. Like, yep. he brought in Bill O'Brien because – and Bill O'Brien's this old fart with a butt chin <laughs> who, like, had great success. You know, obviously he was at Bama and he was with D-Hop and Deshaun on the field in Houston – but the biggest issue is, like, you need a young gun. So I don't think we're in an era anymore where you could just be a defensive-minded coach. You need a young offensive guru that wants to put, you know, players in a position to succeed. And that's what I think you're seeing in the NFL. Even Ben Johnson. Ben Johnson, the OC in Detroit, is a guy that is going to get head coach looks because of the play-calling and creative ability that he's showing with the fucking Detroit team. They didn't have Amon Ra. They didn't have fucking Jameer Gibbs. And they were fucking pure hooper hours. Fucking pure hooper hours. Yo, absolutely. This, this might be a problem. This is actually reminding no, no, no. me. They were they were fucking pure hooper hours. They were literally oh. fucking the hoop. That's this... actually nuts, dude. I'm gonna make this correlation real quick because I think it's actually similar. But obviously, the Cowboys had their dynasty in the '90s. Same regime. Jerry Jones obviously kept his team going and and stayed at the at the helm and never wanted another guy to be to outshine him. Pretty much, right? He he always wanted authority. And what happens? The Cowboys don't win for another. 30 years at this point. Yeah. And it, hopefully the Patriots don't go on that, on that tear, that negative tear, uh, that streak that the Cowboys have been on, but no, it's sounding similar in terms of like wanting authority and um, being so stubborn, not trying to evolve, you know, the game. That's how what Jerry did. Oh. And the Cowboys turned out terribly. 
um, over over time, and, and the Patriots could do the same thing. Boston fans deserve a fucking a little dry spell for a little bit. Yes. All right, I agree. They've yes, had, it they, is. Like, if you're like a 19 year old Boston fan, you've had a championship like every year except for one year you've been alive. Fuck off. One of the best things that happened at the Dolphins game this week was they showed the score of the Saints uh, Saints Pats game, and it was like 31 to zero, and the whole stadium went nuts. Everyone was going bananas. Yeah, fuck them. They, 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 oh. They're banking on the downfall of the Patriots. I, yeah, so, so that's that was that's, the number one thing I learned, that Bill Belichick's the problem. Yeah. Just speaking of that, one of like the random like super fun things at the Niners-Cowboys game was it was like towards the end of the game. You remember that guy that was walking up with like that sign? Yeah. This random Niners fan was walking up the stairs like with a sign. It just said 49ers are America's team. And everyone, like, they saw the sign of car start going crazy. And then everyone's, like, standing up going fucking nuts towards him. And he's like, yeah. <laughs> we were uh, talking, though, actually, like, like if it's not the Dallas Cowboys, who is actually America's team? Like, really, maybe the Steelers? Or... It's probably the Steelers, I would say. It's not a... In terms of the most fans across the country, it's got to be the Steelers. Yeah, the, the Niners are there, too, though. Like, the Steelers. There. Raiders, low-key, nah, ton of fans. Nah. Yeah, but it's more regional. Yeah, the Steelers. Yeah, I'm, there's a lot of Steelers what did, fans. Um, they travel great. What did either of you guys learn from Week Five? What did what did, what did you learn, man? Oh. I All learned right, so uh, much. Like, I learned that uh, I, I sent this highlight tape to y'all, so maybe that gives you context. I learned that Lamar Jackson needs fucking help. Obviously, we already knew that. All right, we already knew that. Mm-hmm. But did y'all see the highlight tape I sent y'all? It was actually a yeah, low. It was, it was a low light. But we were watching the game. We were watching Red Zone, and they showed. Obviously, they didn't show the Dolphins Giants that much, but they showed us the Ravens more. And, bro, like, we were just watching some of these drops that were just atrocious. There was Rashad Bateman in the end zone, Mark Andrews in the end zone. Mark Andrews has been dropping balls his whole career, so that's not a surprise. But Rashad Bateman in the end zone. Uh, I don't even know who 15 is, dropping a, 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 a goal. Aguilar. Aguilar. Okay, so that's a problem in his history, too. Um, and then, and then you got Zay Flowers looking bad, man. That's my guy, elite wide receiver, the greatest of all time, dropping yeah. balls like – like, bro, it's so not like him. No, like it, the it, ghost it, doesn't do that. But like, you need to get this man some help, bro. Like, I, I, you, you just gotta get better. I, I know you've done what you had to do in terms of like getting more talent on the field, but they're just not helping him. Like, the Ravens should have won this game against Pittsburgh. They should have won this game. I agree. And this is one of the few situations. A, a lot of times, you can look at quarterback and be like he could have played better. You look at this low light fucking tape with all the receivers dropping the ball. They should have won by two touchdowns with how Lamar Jackson was playing. So that was. One of the worst performances outside of the quarterback play that I've seen. That was you're really saying. Bad. Wait, wait. But if you're saying that, I'm confused. Is what you're saying outside of what how Lamar Jackson is playing, or no, outside he's saying of Lamar, how his receivers are playing? He's saying because the biggest, it sounds like Lamar is delivering the ball and they're just dropping. Yeah, I think what he's saying is Lamar needs help. Lamar needs. He's help. saying like his biggest takeaway is that yeah, Lamar yeah. needs help. To add context to yours, uh, the Ravens were credited with seven drops uh, in Week Five. That's the third most in a game since 2017. Yuck. So. Oh. Three of them were touchdowns, bro. Yeah, it, it, I, I totally agree. The problem, the problem is, like, how do we define help? Because they went out and got OBJ. They draft Zay Flowers. You had Bateman, who you drafted, what was it, now two years ago. Mark Andrews is back. Obviously, J.K. Dobbins gets hurt. So, like, if we're going to define the word help or talent and help, then maybe it's like you need to go get an alpha wide receiver. Like, you need someone yeah. that you know you can trust. Because clearly, I don't know if you could trust these, you know, C-level guys outside of Zay and Mark Andrews like Nelson Aguilar and like a no, Devin Mark Duvernay. Andrews, Mark Andrews has had the fucking yips his whole damn career, bro. The amount of 
drops he's had always. Also true. I don't know what it is like because it's, you're right. The, the the Ravens have talent, but they're just not stepping up. And this was just a clear indictment of that of that receiving unit, just the talent outside of Lamar Jackson because he's putting the ball where it needs to be put. We saw last week Jack was talking about fucking passer rating. Doesn't even account for rushing at all. Lamar Jackson has the third best passer rating in the NFL since whatever week it was last uh, year. Since Brock Purdy's debut. Since yeah. Brock Purdy's debut. Like the third best. Just was a passer. So, man, like, um, I heard somebody say last week, uh, it might have been on ESPN, that Lamar Jackson's, like, under the radar MVP. I still think he is, but these guys need to step the fuck, fuck up because, like, this is a clear example of the team just not stepping up when, when their quarterback clearly is. Yeah, I agree. What did you, you learn, Jack? Oh, what did I learn? Um, I learned that it's going to be it's in the next year or two. Minnesota's going to blow it the fuck up. Like it's that there, there's no other option at this point. Kirk Cousins' deal is done at the end of this year. They haven't even come close to making one. I feel like it seems like gotta he's got to get he's got to go somewhere where he can actually like help a team win because you can win a Super Bowl with Kirk Cousins, no doubt about it. Jettas looks fucking pissed off out there. You already got Dalvin out of there last year, like. I feel like Justin Jefferson's probably not going to re-sign with Minnesota at this rate. Kirk Cousins ain't going to be there. I don't have any idea what that team's going to look like in a year from now. I don't know what? if you can win a Super Bowl with Kirk Cousins, bro. That I is, think that's a wild take. No, you can win a Super Bowl with Kirk Cousins if you have the, if you have the Jets roster. The Jets can win a Super Bowl I, with Kirk Cousins. Okay, yeah, I guess I. You I, know what I mean? Kirk like, Cousins is not carrying the team to a Super Bowl. No, no, but you, you, he's a he's a quarterback that can win you a Super Bowl. Jettis is in his third year, right? Yeah. So I well, think the only way that Jettis would resign with the Vikings I, after next year, right, is what it would be. Well, they offered would him be a, if Caleb Williams. Is there. Well, they offered him a contract before the season, and he Caleb, Caleb Williams said he would play with the Vikings too. That's, so that's that would be electric if the, if the two of them were there. That would be an electric factory. People would be flocking to Minnesota, unlike Taylor Swift. So I think actually, to your point, Jack, to your point, Jack, which I fully agree with you, the Vikings will be a poverty franchise for the next decade if they do not decide to trade Kirk right now. I strongly yep. believe that because this quarterback class that we have right now has been, is going to be one of the best in the last five years. And the fact that you have Jettis in his prime and you could set Jettis up with that contract with a... You know, Someone Caleb Williams, a Drake May, a potential Shador Sanders, like anyone that you could add around, like you have to go do this right now. So you said obviously in the next, you know, year or two, I actually think like they need to do it right now. The Minnesota Vikings need to blow it up right now yeah. if, if they want Jettis to stay. Because now you can go get Caleb. You're in a great position. Caleb will go play, sell your assets away, go trade Kirk away, go do anything. Your defense isn't ready to perform. Like you... We always talk about teams that can, like, move up very, very quickly, right? The Jags, like, had some weapons around them. They had some pieces. They get Trevor Lawrence. Obviously, they need the right coach. But And then they ascend. Like, you get Caleb Williams into that Vikings uniform, that team can go from being this 1-4 team or whatever they are right back to being in the playoffs and winning that division. Yeah, I mean, it's, the hard part of, the, of that is I think you have to basically convince Jettas, like, hey – this is what our game plan. You have to like really spell it out for him because like that dude's a competitor, man. He doesn't want to lose. He, he won a fucking college national championship at, at LSU. Like he's a competitor. He's a gamer. Like I just don't see him trying to buy into that system. I feel like the Vikings, like for some reason, it seems like they don't care that they're not doing well right now. Like they're like gonna just stick with what they're doing. Like hey, it's worked. We went to the playoffs last year. Weird shit. I don't know. They do if they're gonna blow it up. They need to blow it up right now. I agree. Get the fuck out. Like not that Kirk is the problem, but just really tank. Mm -hmm start over Kirk's not the problem but he's not the solution yeah. you learn? I don't know I mean uh, if you get Caleb Williams you're going to be just as bad next year as you are this year if you don't improve on D defense. I don't agree 
you're going to have a, a quarterback on a rookie deal. You can go add, go add pieces. That's true. That's a good point. Good point about the cap. Didn't think of the cap. What did I learn? Yeah. I learned that Jamar Chase was right, that he is always open. <laughs> he's always fucking open. He was always fucking open. Oh, and he man. actually fucking dominated for me in fantasy finally. I spent 70 bucks on him in an auction draft out of my $200 budget. Hey. And fucking finally he put up the game that I needed him to. Scare money don't make money. Honestly, I'm, I'm happy for you, man, because I was actually worried about your fantasy team, especially because the auction first year. Thank you. With Jamar, man. Thank you. Thank you. I, I, I bought high on him, and I had Mike Evans on a buy, and I had Tyler Lockett on a buy, and I had fucking also uh, the Kenneth Walker on a buy. KW9. Three of my my top guys. Jamar Chase put up 45 points, maybe even 50 points. So you, know, you know what life's about, Matan? Overcoming that virtue, bro. Congrats. That's a fucking dub, bro. Thank you. Are the Bengals back? Thank you. Uh, yeah, no. they're back. Whoa. Well, no, hold think, on. Hold on. Jack says, yes, explain. I like the Bengals. They played well this week. They're back, in my opinion, for sure. Dude, and also, you're, you know, Zach Wilson, you're sold also after one week, right? So now. Bro, actually, I have no, we, I didn't watch a fucking Didn't he play well? I, I already, I already he, he was ball? so no. fine. He, he was, was like, no. He was bad. He did not look great. The Jets they won that game because of Brees Hall. Yeah. Brees Hall looks like one of the best running backs in the NFL. They unleashed him. He had over 20 touches. The Jets won that game because of Brees Hall. Sorry, I didn't mean to shift games. My point is I wouldn't necessarily just be sold after one week. Yeah, I feel you. Lipe, what about you? Are the Bengals back? Uh, nah, man, they're one and four. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> no, 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 no. Two, two, and two, 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 two and three. Two and three. Two and three. Oh, they're two and three? Oh, man. Yeah, That's not yeah. Good, yeah. Two and three, they're back, bro. They're Super Bowl contenders. My bad. But Joe looks good. Joe, that was the most mobile he's looked this entire season. He definitely did look healthier. You didn't see the game. I watched that game, but I mean, the fact that Jamar went for three touchdowns and 200 or whatever it was, and uh, that offense is clicking, obviously, against the Cardinals. So take it, you know, make it that what you will. Then, uh, yeah, maybe maybe, maybe they're trending in the right direction. From what I saw, Joe is like a lot more mobile, like working around the pocket and like in it and everything. I mean, I didn't see a ton, but from what I saw, it looked like it. So I'm going to marry a point that you made with Jack's take from last week, which is actually the Bengals playing well is bad for the Bengals. Why? Because Zach Taylor will consistently hold that team back from an offensive play calling standpoint. And the fact that after one game and Jamar goes for two touchdowns, you're going to be like, oh, we're going to keep riding mm-hmm. the Zach Taylor wave. Now, granted, I think no matter what, they were going to ride Zach Taylor out this entire season. But I think we always have said Zach Taylor will be the person that holds the Bengals back from getting to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Getting back to the Super Bowl, Jack said it last week. I strongly – now, I'm not saying, like, the Bengals, they obviously have Super Bowl aspirations, so it's really hard to say, like, they should just lose and then see how badly Zach Taylor really is for that team. But – it's it's one of these situations where like I don't see them as their offense is per, you know constructed right now getting back to the Super Bowl with Zach Taylor calling plays. The difference don't. is that Zach Taylor did take them to the Super Bowl already. So like we know that he has the capability to be did a good coach. Mm. I'm just saying he was he was there, right? Yeah, it's yeah. just like yeah. they that's so like so hard. And they were a good offense that year, even uh, whatever you might say, they were still good enough to make it to the Super Bowl. So like they also like Lipe was mentioned earlier like. Joe Burrow is a quarterback that can succeed despite the challenges in the system. Totally. I'm not like, sure he's never done it. 
dude, he's just made a Super Bowl. Like, yeah, yeah, but, but, he, yeah, no, but no, no, no. He's but, saying, he's saying, he's suggesting though that Zach Taylor was a bad coach but, already, and that Joe Burrow was yeah. successful. But here's the difference between he's yeah. already been and I now is that this is year three of the same system. In year one, we didn't know how to fucking guard Jamar. We didn't know what to do with Tyler Borden Deegans. You still exactly. had Joe Mixon. You had fucking other pieces. Now we're in year three. What the fuck? It's the same shit over and over again. Mm -hmm. So I don't like Zach may have taken them there, but Zach's not going to be the person to take them there again. Mm. All right. That's yeah, good. I can see that. I can see that. It's like, it's like, uh, remember the Packers when they had McCarthy and Aaron Rodgers, like they were always a good team, but they can never get over the hump. And you never were that and, scared of them. And then they fired McCarthy. LaFleur comes in and they're the best team in the NFC automatically. Yeah. Dude wins back-to-back -back MVPs. It's what you need in Dallas. It's what you need in Cincy. Bring the LaFleur to the Cowboys. Yeah. 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 Um, all right. I want to wrap up here in a second. Real quick. What are your predictions for Monday Night Football? We got Packers at uh, at Raiders. Aaron Jones is out. Fucked my fantasy team. Same here. Fuck him. Uh, I'm going to take the Packers just because, like, I can never see the Raiders winning anything. So I'm just going to go with the Packers. Shout out Jordan Love. That's my dog. Yeah. I uh, thank God we can't gamble out in California because uh, I would probably end up betting on the Raiders again in prime time, <laughs> which I can't do. I can't do that anymore. No, I keep don't doing do that. Not in prime time. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say the Packers because I just don't believe the Raiders can win in prime time. It just are too bad. So fair. What do you know? You're, you're not concerned uh, with the secondary of the Packers considering it's Devontae Adams' revenge game? There is Devontae Adams' revenge game happening. I think he might be a first touchdown scorer because of that. But, well, you know. Is there an action video being made over that? <laughs> no, it well, didn't work today. So, oh, no. Sure. Yeah. yeah, I don't know how you don't go with the Packers. I mean, they're the better team. The problem, the one fear I have is if the Raiders beat the Steelers on that Monday night game, I would have said the Raiders 100% lose. But because now the Raiders have already lost a primetime game, whether it was Sunday night or Monday night, whatever it might have been, it does worry me a bit. But the Packers are the better team. No Aaron Jones, though. If you need a sleeper, Patrick Taylor. Mm. Mm. Who? Shout out. Patrick, Who? Patrick <laughs> Taylor. I've been following him since Pee Wee, bro. He's a, he's a baller. LFA. Shout out. Shout out. All right, boys, I, uh, I got to pee real bad, so we're going to wrap up here. Thanks for uh, listening to the Caps Off Podcast. Enjoy your flight home, fellas. Safe we'll travels. We'll see you tomorrow, I guess. Sleep I love fast. Red Eyes so much. I love Red Eyes. I know. You, I'm so excited for you. If, I'm jealous, bro. Uh, I, Felipe I best night's sleep. is going to be super tired, but we will be live at 1030 in the morning for a Fantasy Recaps episode. So if you have fantasy oh, yeah. questions... Make sure to tune into that at 1030 a.m. Felipe's. Uh, oh, no, bro. Hey, shout out. Hell yeah. Bro. Shout out. Right. Don't sleep. Don't sleep. All right. Thanks for listening to the Caps Off we'll Podcast. See we'll see you next time. Peace. Bye. The Caps Off Podcast is brought to you by The Game Day. Starring Adam Tabachnik, Felipe Fontes, Jack Perotti, and Matan Mann. Producers Ben Wolfen and Matan Mann. Don't forget to check out our social at CapsOffPod on Instagram and at CapsOffPodcast on TikTok. And go to thegameday.com for all the best sportsbook offers.